You wanted the best. You got the best. In strong language and adult content. The hottest podcast in the world. Slowly we rock. Metal's Planners and Dumbest Podcast. I am one of your hosts, James, and I'm surrounded by Dan. Yeah! And Lewis. Oh, yeah! Yeah! Um, if you can tell from the airs, we are in a very Metallica mood today. <laughs> um, Dan and I went to see Metallica in Twickenham. Was yeah! It, that was about two weeks ago now? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, about two weeks it ago. Feels, it feels... It feels like yeah. both longer and also not quite as long. June 20th, I think it yeah, was. So yeah, it's really stuck in my brain. Yeah, about two weeks now. And I feel like I've been obsessing about Metallica ever yep. since. Yeah. yeah. It's like when I, I go see have. Maiden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like if I go see Maiden, I'll then obsess about Maiden for the next two months. Yes. And then Metallica. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of lucky because they tend to alternate. I oh, know. <laughs> yeah. They can never be together in the same room. Um, I even like I put on my Metallica shirt. I texted you last night and said, hey, Lewis, I hope you like Metallica because there's going to be a lot of Metallica chat. Yeah. I'm so. also wearing my Metallica T-shirt. I got from the show. I feel like I should go and change because I'm wearing a pink tie-dye vest. You are. Hey, look, you know, it's all right. Yeah, you're very becoming. Yeah, you, you've got... It's uh, Party Blake. Like, oh, absolutely. Kizzy's away, so Party Blake is back with a bang. Oh, I'm a sweet summer boy right <laughs> yeah, now, Jim. definitely. <laughs> so I would say your summer look is kind of like... You should be going around Spring Break with a video camera doing, like, Girls Gone Wild videos. You look back, it's like your summer look, I would well. say. Well... Good news is Kizzy is away for yeah, three weeks. Yeah, for yeah. So, <laughs> and I have tickets to Florida. You're just going to do Blake goes wild. It's going to be you in the hotel mirror, like, getting your nipple out. Just pouring water on my white yeah. T-shirt. But you're going to come back and you'll be, like, walking around like, guys, uh, you want to buy us 20 pounds, please? Yeah. <laughs> 20 quid? Uh, you see some real Blake nipple in it, honestly. It's, it's good shit. Um, how are you doing, guys? Good, yeah, as you say. Yeah. Uh, Kizzy is away for three weeks over in South Africa with hmm. work, um, which is super, super cool. Great opportunity for her. But my mates worked out that I haven't actually been on my own since they've known me for about 10 years. Oh, really? I've either had like a girlfriend there or was living with the lads hmm. or something like that. So this is the first time I've ever been completely on my own. How, yeah. how are you finding that? Because you're someone who generally likes to have company. Yeah, I need to. I perform best with an audience. Yeah, I just remember, like, I can't remember where I was like, we were going somewhere and you asked me to come meet you so you didn't have to walk to this place alone yeah. to meet me at this place. <laughs> I, I can't remember where it was. It was it was like maybe a ten minute journey, yeah. fifteen minutes, but it was more out of my way. I just wanted someone to walk with you or something. I hate it, yeah, dude. It's a novelty worn off now. Of yeah, the first day yeah. was great. Yeah, um, around in your pants. I felt like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My not, not like... went away for three weeks, and first day I was like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> ordered a plain cheese pizza. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And I mean, by that I mean uh, Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin, not yeah. like. Monday. I got a no. big old bag of heroin. <laughs> I've really gone to town. But yeah. it does explain all the booby traps around <laughs> yeah. the house. So. Uh, but no, I've just been... I don't know, you don't really know yourself until you're completely on your own, right? And Ooh, we're getting deeper. Turns yeah. out I'm very lazy. Yeah, turns out I'm <laughs> fucking weird, man. Um, <laughs> Do you talk to yourself when you're on your own? Uh, I talk to the hamster quite a lot. Yeah. 
Um, I've been watching nothing but Denzel Washington movies. Yeah, that's a weird term. <laughs> Not that Denzel Washington isn't great, but there's some weird correlation to you. I don't you know where that's come from. Just does because uh, you not like his acting. Like, <laughs> but you also refuse to watch any film with him in. I don't like his acting. He does like a lot of like quite like manly movies, right? He's like a yeah, man's yeah, yeah. man, and I can get why it's not. You don't have to watch everything he does. <laughs> yeah. You know. Did you watch Man on Fire? Not yet. Uh, no. Yeah, on the list. Okay, that's like the most manly yeah. Denzel Washington He really Washington fucks people movie. up in that. Wait, wait, which ones have you watched so far? Uh, Training Day. Oh, yeah. And American Gangster was great. Yeah. But for, I think it was Training Day, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch a film. I'm going to order myself some food. I need some company. So I got the hamster cage and sat it next to me on the sofa. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? No, I've had those situations where if they... <laughs> I remember back between, like, uni... I'd go back home to like the fam, and like my mum and like her boyfriend would be away for like two weeks. I'm like, I'm just gonna live here on my own. It's gonna yeah. be great. Uh, and then you start developing weird habits. Yeah. Yeah. Just strange stuff happens. Uh, talking yes. to yourself is definitely one of them. Yeah. But yeah. also, there's little things where, like, no one's out about in the house, so you put on music really loud. But you feel very conscious about it as well, like things which maybe you yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. Do, yeah. You watch someone comes in. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. It, it took me. Two or three days to stop locking the bathroom door. Yeah. Yeah, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, yeah, you just get used to it, out of habit. I mean, I was like, no one, there's no one else here. But then, yeah. what you want to do is you want to getting you wanna... used to not yeah. locking well, the bathroom the thing, door. Yeah. Well, what yeah. you wanted to do was you wanted to leave the bathroom door open, close the other doors, but leave your housemate's bedroom door open so any smells waft really? into his room. <laughs> yeah, so he comes back. Be a great yeah, idea, he comes but... back and he's like, What's going on? <laughs> but like in the office when Jim and Pam go on a honeymoon and Kevin starts using Jim's office to fart in. <laughs> uh, no. But um, I tend to talk to myself when I was cooking as well. Yeah. But almost like I was doing like a, a cooking TV show. Oh, I do like that. A, oh, yeah. Like a, yeah. What was that, Jamie Oliver? Like Naked Chef or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Him sort of and chatting about, yeah. You can be the Naked Chef. Well, exactly, if I want to. No. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> but I, but I, don't, I don't want like a naked flame want, or sharp utensils. <laughs> yeah. Or if I'm cooking with chilies as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like the risk. No. I like oh, to feel alive. Hot oil. Reward. Better take my clothes off. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, especially as I only cook using a deep fat fryer as well. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. But now, outside of that, um, I've pretty much just been wandering around the house like Ozzy and the Osbournes. Yeah. <laughs> the phone will go. It's like, the, the fuck, fuck was that? <laughs> I love that bit. <laughs> uh, you finally get to really stretch out your creativity and use your colouring set as well. <laughs> oh, oh, I love the I amount love of shots that. of Ozzy just colouring stuff in. Yeah. He's it, the best. It was great. Like, just I don't, I don't know whether he actually... Did he... I wonder if... Were they just like canvases with something already on it? And he just no, he, it. He, he drew them. Yeah, because he, he likes much. designing costumes. Yeah, and stuff. Um, but the only and then just and then just proceeds with a black t-shirt and trousers. Yeah, and the, <laughs> that's how he gets it all, he gets it out on the canvas. Yeah. But in the show, you'd only ever see him coloring it in, and he's just using felt pens. Yeah. He doesn't even use any paints or anything like that. No, but he was on a lot of prescription medicine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I hope he gets better soon because he's still he's set to tour next year, right? Yep. February. Still happening. Valentine's Day, baby. Valentine's Day. Are Judas Priest still going to be sporting? Yeah. Okay. Is cool. that def- is that confirmed? Yeah. They said they're going to fulfill it. Yeah. Then my old man is almost more excited about seeing Judas Priest yeah. than seeing uh, Ozzy, I think. Yeah. Is, is well. he Priest? Uh, no. Cool. Yeah, I've never okay, cool. seen Priest either. No, yeah. it's a big one for me. Good. I need to get. I've seen Aussie. Yeah. I'm lucky to see Aussie. I need to make it happen Sabbath. because I always kept saying I'd go see Motorhead and I never did. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, obviously, like no one in Priest has lived quite like Lemmy did. 
No, no, <laughs> thank God. No, but yeah, you never know. Just cool heavy metal granddad, uh, yeah. Rob Halford. <laughs> yeah, just, here's what I'm having for dinner. Yeah, rock on, Pride. It's brilliant. <laughs> That's his Instagram feed, and it's the best. Yeah, yeah. that's um, true. And also, Happy Pride Month. Yes. Yeah. To all of definitely. our LGBTQ plus crowd. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, any. LGBTQ metal musicians out there as well. Yeah, People absolutely. Listen. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, I'm trying to think. And non-metal like, musicians try... and listeners. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm literally trying to think of like LGBTQ uh, metal musicians, like Rob Halford, Gal, Gal, the guys from Cynic. He used to also be in Death for a little bit. Oh, for like one album. Oh, cool. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah, guess it's really, Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. really stand out anymore either. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, 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 yeah Obviously, yeah, yeah. Halford was quite a big deal. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's quite good now. It doesn't seem to. And he lent, still, he I'm lent sure into it. I'm sure there's still lots of issues really, I'm not aware of. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I love how much he lent into it. It's like, yep, yep, exactly. Fucking well, do he'd be, this. He'd been dressing like a leather daddy for for decades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had like the leather fetish stuff. It was the... kind of like uh, when Ricky Martin came out, and everyone was like, "Oh, Ricky Martin, no way! <laughs> oh, dude, I'm totally taken by surprise." Like Rob Halford, like, "Oh yeah, you've been dressed like a leather daddy <laughs> for like 20 years." Uh, yeah, it kind of yeah, it makes sense. You look like you you should be at a bare biker bar. Like you've got, I love Rob you've got the, so you've nailed well. the yeah. look so well. Yeah, he's mm. the best. He's He's the best. Yeah. Well, I'm talking of speaking of the best, okay, heavy metal granddads. Uh, I think they're granddads, yeah, but they're getting there. Oh, they yeah. No, Lars is granddad, isn't he? I think so. No, don't no. think so. No. Oh, talking yeah. of old heavy metal dudes. I'm gonna yeah. Google, yeah. Well, you keep talking. I'm going to Google if our metallic yeah. granddads. So. I, think, I think I think they only had like I think they were pretty late having kids. I think they were all in like the 40s by the time or late 30s by the time uh, they were okay. having kids. Well, then I was incorrect to assume yeah. from seeing them holding. Babies. I think they were their own that kids. probably yeah. their own, yeah. yeah. Uh, we went to see Metallica. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah, Metallica. Um, I didn't. You didn't. I did yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. I wish you could have come. I know, It would have yeah. been awesome, man. No, I, I would have absolutely loved to. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, so we went, uh, Dan and I went to see, there's a lot of us as well. No grandkids. We went to see Metallica Thanks, play at Twickenham Stadium in London, uh, supported by the mighty Ghost as well. Yeah. Um, let me tell you I, uh, Metallica was so good, I forgot I'd seen Ghost that day. Yeah. yeah Which is crazy. Within, within maybe, like, two songs, I was like, I just, just forgot. Nothing, That's you know, crazy. Nothing else matters. Like, it, yeah. honestly, it's just, it's nothing but Metallica. Um, they still put on one of the absolute best live shows. Um, I mean, they have, like, the incredible back catalogue of songs to draw from mm. as well. But just the whole production, too. There's nothing quite like it. Um, yeah. The only band I could say, like Maiden, probably are comparable because they're very theatrical. Metallica's stage show isn't this theatrical, but it's just it's just incredibly impressive. Yeah, it's it's really different. Mm. Yeah. Really, they're both huge, but in completely yeah. opposite ways. Yeah. I think. Yeah, like going to see an Iron Maiden show is a bit like going to see like a very lavish like West End production. Yeah. Like for how yeah, complicated yeah, yeah. stages, like you've costume got costume changes. changes and, yeah. 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 The, all of like the animatronics and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, where... Animatronics. I love... <laughs> like that's just a set package for a maiden. Yeah. Like, we, we need new animatronics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas you see Metallica and you, you're just overwhelmed almost by the scale of it. So for those not in the know, and they've got loads of videos of their performances on YouTube anyway. Yeah, um, they've gotten uh, really good at doing that. Yeah, now. Uh, cool. All professionally uh, shot by them. Yeah, cool. they, yeah, they uploaded another one from the Twickenham show this morning. Oh, did they? Which was yeah. it? By them, all of them um, with selfie sticks. Well, you, <laughs> you say that, but there's some. There's a video on YouTube. Someone's recorded the whole Twickenham gig in 4K from the crowd. Okay. Which means someone sat there 
<laughs> looking for a camera the entire show. Yeah. I mean, thank you for that, but I feel like you, no, your I, own experience... It ain't just... much, but it's honest work. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's the amount of money you pay as well, just uh, enjoy the show. Mm. Yeah, but then you only get to enjoy it once. Yeah. Well, do you know Unless you go on their YouTube it, account. I mean, you yeah. always just be viewing it through your camera. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah no, I agree. I, agree. Yeah. I think I'm happy that he did it for me so I can get yes. to go back and watch it, but I would not want to spend that much money to go and see them do, to, you know, to watch the whole gig through your phone. Nor mm. Heroes Wear Capes. That's they also, Metallica yeah. could do a really cool thing where if you've been to a show, because they, they have their own sort of Spotify-type streaming service just for their live material. Like, every show is archived. Really? Yeah, mm. and you can sign up on a monthly amount to w- listen. Uh, but you can also, if you put your ticket number into their website, you can get the entire MP3 audio recordings for that show you went to. Oh, that's and download cool. them. So, like, you've got a Twickenham show now, because you can just literally scan your ticket and then they'll let you have it. Yeah, and this, this, that's it'll, cool. Also, yeah. if you got, like, the tickets through, like, the fan club as well, which we did just so we can get priority, Yeah, you also got... Um, I think copy of Death Magnetic, not Death Magnetic, sorry, um, Hardwired, self-stripped as well. You got a copy of the album. Yeah, you could get a CD one or a digital um, one as well. Or a um, live, like a digital one. So Yeah. It's cool. really cool. Yeah, cool. You, get, you get your money's worth with it. Because it was interesting. So with the actual state setup, it's, it's just, um, it's overwhelming. It's like ginormous. So they have, usually when you go see them in an arena, they'll play in the round. Yeah. So I'll have the stage bang in the middle, everyone surrounding them. Uh, whereas this time they're actually playing at the back of the stadium, and you can like a do more, more traditional when you, concert. When you're doing that, you can do a lot more with it because obviously with the rounds you don't want to kind of cut off views. Like they've done an amazing yeah. job with it, but you could be risk cutting off views from ha- certain angles. Having and this seen, and that. Do you know what, having seen it both, it's two very different yeah. things. But there was never a moment in the round where no. you couldn't see what was going on. Mm. Um, it was incredible all the time. Though I was on the ground, if you were maybe sat up higher up, you may have had difficulty yeah. seeing some bits. But they have this ginormous stage uh, with like these almost like fences, which are also LED screens that just power cool. above. So and five huge LED screens yeah. the whole backdrop. And then on the left-hand side, they had the Metallica M, the right-hand side, the Metallica A. Then they had a huge stage which came out and formed like a triangle, so they had like a snake pit in the middle. Okay. And the snake pit is what they call like a little area where if you basically part of the fan club and get like the uber expensive tickets, you basically are as close to being on the stage as possible. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the band will be walking around. It's such a fucking cool idea. Yeah. So is that like? Is it in the stage? Effectively, yeah. So you've got the you've got the stage. Yeah. Then you know a lot of big arena concerts. The stage kind of then comes out. There's like almost like a, a runway or a catwalk. Yeah. yeah. So they have the catwalk, but the catwalk forms a triangle. And inside that and inside triangle. the triangle, yeah, is the yeah, it's the snake pit. And then you had your golden circle tickets after that, yeah, which I always do now for yeah. most big shows, and then everyone else. But yeah, we got normal standing tickets, but you still had a great view. Yeah, show that's know? it with bands mm. that big as well. They make sure that it projects right to the guy at the very back, right at the top, mm. a million yeah. miles. Yeah, because our friends like... were sat at the back of the arena, mm-hmm. and their view was incredible as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was. It's because also what the thing they do now is, especially with a band, when you've got a such a huge production setup, right? You often find bands will play the same set mm-hmm. each show because you're going to have production cues. Yes, they do a different set every night. That's cool. Um, yeah, they'll do like obviously some maybe about half to three quarters of similar songs. Yeah, yeah. on rotation, but then they'll throw in a few like random ones cool. you wouldn't expect. Mm. So there was some real like deep cuts I wasn't expecting. Um, they did No Leaf Clover. 
Oh wow! Which yeah. weirdly, it's the second time I've seen them do. I've that never one. seen. Yeah, so I've never <laughs> yeah. seen them do that one. No, uh, it's which cool. is from the uh, S&M live album. Basically, they, in the nineties, they did a live album with the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra, where they just added. Yeah, you know, it was a mix of Metallica songs and the Symphony Orchestra playing, and they wrote a couple of original songs for it. And was that Michael Kamen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. R.I.P. in power. Yeah, yeah. Um, who uh, orchestrated it? I guess and yeah. conducted it. Well, the but, cool um, thing about that is he wrote music around their music rather than just doing yeah. symphony following like the, yeah. having the orchestra just follow the the melodies the same melodies yeah. he wrote to complement um, the melody they also did uh, they did a few new ones they did um, right, they played Ride the Lightning oh yeah, yeah. I was expecting that oh. like, second or third song in yeah so when <clears throat> when we were at um, Wembley the Sick of the Studio Tour yeah because that's when they did No Leaf Clover didn't they yeah um, Ride the Lightning at the time was like my favourite. Were you at that pop- show? Yeah. Oh, um, They did the intro to Ride the Lightning mm. yeah. and then went into another track yeah. and I was oh. so annoyed because <laughs> yeah. that is one of the most Metallica balling... Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's one of those balling tracks. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they also busted out for the encore. It was like... It was a bonus track from the new album yeah Lords of Summer, Lords of Summer okay. which is like it's fine it's good I was like that was a weird one to play but I think they just like to play you know the lyrics are all about Metallica aren't they yeah, yeah it's, it's, all, about, it's all about yeah. them doing festivals and stuff and like big summer tours so yeah, yeah. Um, um, Harvester but, of Sorrow yeah which cool. I love cool yeah um, it was just a fantastic mix of like all of the all the old stuff some of the new stuff as well like they even busted out um, Frantic yeah, I was going to ask which we're lucky because we're lucky because they've also been doing some anger. So okay, <laughs> frantic is a shorter song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it sounds really good live. Frantic, it's fun. Yeah, um, they so they didn't play anything off of load. Yeah, I understand. Uh, and nothing off death magnetic. Nothing either. off death magnetic actually. Yeah, okay. But apart from that, they played some off every album, other than like covers album. Yeah, um, yeah, I think. Uh, also, so they had like they did a thing obviously where it's like the live video feed of them playing on the big screen so everyone can see it mm. uh, but then they had live special effects on like video effects on over the top of that so oh. during, to join Ride the Lightning it okay. was all like static and lightning in blue and all over the live footage which is really cool to see yeah there's a track that I'm hoping you're going to talk about where I did see some of the visuals for it which one? one yeah oh, oh incredible that man that, that looks insane. cool incredible yeah, yeah. with like because it had like uh, the trenches and stuff in the background. Yeah. Uh, one side might be my favourite Metallica song. I'm not sure, but... It's slamming. It's got to yeah. be up there, right? It's so good. Yeah. And live as well, especially. Yeah, because like, yeah, yeah, you get all the pyro. All the pyro yeah. going yeah. off with the machine and stuff, yeah. Um, they, same with the uh, Master of Puppets as well. Cool. The, the background was just like the, the kind of graveyard. Yeah. It was like going it's, through the graveyard. Panning just through all, all the graves, yeah. Yeah. And <sighs> the thing that always gets me hype is... Like, in the same way when you go see Maiden and you hear Doctor Doctor. Yes. Uh, with uh, Metallica, you get... Uh, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and yeah. roll. Yeah, yeah. I get so excited whenever I hear that. Yeah. Then it goes into Ecstasy of Gold from The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, but they just, they just play the full clip from the movie. Yeah. yeah. And that, that scene has always given me, like, shivers down my spine. It's yeah. one of my favourite scenes in any movie. Um, like my favorite... It's just one of the best pieces of composition yeah. ever. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And, like, one of my favourite... One of my, like, uh, pub quiz like go to answers and one day I'm waiting for this to be coming from the pub quiz is what was the uh, grave where the treasure was buried in the good the bad the ugly oh right yeah and it's the unnamed grave next to oh, Arch Stanton, Stanton. Oh. <laughs> yeah 
yeah. It's like a recurring fear of me and my dad. It's like, yeah, one day that'll come up in a pub <laughs> quiz. Yeah. I wish I had the confidence that Metallica do. Obviously, I've been doing it for nearly 40 years now. But so <clears throat> first song they play is Hardwired to Self-Destruct, mm-hmm. which is the first song on the new album mm. and the title track. And the first bit of that, they played over the, the PA, like a pre-recording, okay, like an intro. Um but when you see them come out on stage, they're literally just casually strolling as it's playing. If I was in a band, I would just be sat there ready to go. Like, so nervous. They're literally just casually, like Lars is just casually strolling over to his drum kit. Because Lars and, hates sitting down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally, like they all sort of get in position, start playing within, like Hetville comes up the stairs as he has to start playing his riff. Great. But like Lars literally sits down maybe a second before he has to start hitting the drums. It's incredible, like yeah. having that level of confidence and. Uh, but and that's what I love about the um, the coming stunts DVD. Have you ever seen that one? Yes, is that the one um, where, the where the lights go explodes, out? Yeah, and you get the little light bulb and the blokes yeah. on fire. Yeah, yeah. that's stage and, ridiculous. Because yeah. that's during like the load era in the nineties when they were definitely at their most like swaggery confident. Yes. Yeah. Maybe slightly misplaced confidence. <laughs> I was going to say yeah, weird. Metallica ready to kick your ass. Yeah. Um, had like the haircuts and like all the designer clothes and stuff like that. But they come out... All the dye jobs. Yeah, they come out with um, mm. really, like, smoking cigars and stuff like that in all the photo shoots. But <laughs> Wolverine uh, Hetfield. Yeah. yeah. They, um, yeah. they come out with the house lights on and they're actually just jamming a song which ends up in Reload but hasn't even been released yet. Yeah, and Bad Seed. Bad Seed, yeah. Then they go into... They open with a cover of um, So What? And then about halfway through, the actual house lights turn off. Yeah. And then the actual production starts... And it's just it, the sheer confidence to kind of do so, that is incredible. I rewatched that concert because it's on some some heroes uploaded it and put it into widescreen on YouTube in HD. Great. Um, obviously, it still looks like a '90s filmed concert, yeah, but it looks yeah. really good. Uh, I'm pretty sure Lars is like drinking. It's probably a screwdriver because like some kind of orange liquid. Yeah, he is. And then he's like spitting it. I can't tell if he's actually hitting people in the crowd as he's walking past them, or just pretending to spit it near them. Probably. It's, it's really weird and gross, but I think the fans are lapping it up. Yeah. Literally. I mean, he just gives a drink to one of the people. Yeah. He was coked off of his face. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Uh... He's no, just no, bit... I think Noel Gallagher said, like, he's never seen anyone do more cocaine than Lars Ulrich. <laughs> yeah. I used to spit a lot of beer at our drummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not even at gigs, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it was we... a fun thing we did together. Mm. They did a bit in the middle where... I think it's literally. I think it's probably improvised on each show, but uh, it's it's um, Rob Trujillo and uh, Kirk doing a. Um, oh, I got a like pint improvised. <laughs> yeah, they do like an improvised sort of jam bit. Yeah, but one of them, but they do like a, they start to cover a song each night, and I think they don't know what the other one. But one of them will pick who's going to start the song off, and the other one has to follow their lead. Yeah. Okay. So they did, uh, which is quite cool because you can kind of tell they don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, but obviously, being as good as they are, it's. Uh, it was quite entertaining because I don't really like those bits in concerts normally. Yeah. And I went and got a beer as well at one point. But they did Killers uh, by Iron Maiden. Cool. Just the two of them. I mean, they did a bit of um, Orion towards the end of it as well. Oh, cool. Which is cool. Cool, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and they had like a bit of a screen. Yeah. With uh, Cliff Burton on it as yeah, well. Nice. Yeah, nice. Which is really nice touch. Yeah, they always have like a little homage to Because when I, they did the same thing at the um, the O2 uh, show in London, I went to. That may have had the best production of any show I've ever been to. Really, I can't remember. We must have talked about it on like yeah. another episode, but um, it they that's where they played in the round, and they had these big um like kind of cubes which had LED screens on each side, 
that would rise up and down. And they had different graphics for every song. They played uh, Moth to the Flame, which is one of the singles. Mm-hmm. It was the one that they did the duet of Lady Gaga on it, the Grammys. Yes. Uh, which, speaking of, again, pop stars who would have made amazing, like, uh, rock front women back in the 70s and 80s, another amazing example. Yeah, I think so. Um, easy. Yeah, easy. Absolutely. Easy, mate. Yeah. Um, She'd have been in, like, a Debbie Harry type. Yeah, yeah. completely. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, because she'd be a Debbie Harry type. <laughs> <laughs> Driving, <laughs> <for. laughs> driving dad's wild um but uh they had these drones uh that were like little like um fireflies just flying around the whole arena that sounds amazing it was absolutely That's insane and when they were doing like the killer mall era stuff they just on all of these uh screens they just had like loads of they think they were doing seek and destroy just had like loads of like old photos from back in the day before they got signed all the little handwritten set lists, little um, tickets and things like that. It's just the amount of thought that goes into it. Yeah. Like, they know how much kind of people love and appreciate that band. Yeah. And every, yeah. everything feels almost like, without sounding like it's like a homage to themselves, but it, they celebrate their history and the fans' passion for that band as well. I, yeah. think, I think as well, there's, there's two, two things, that they are very, very, very good at making money and knowing that people will lap it up. Yeah. But I think as part of that, they're really good for making sure you get your money's worth. Yeah. He actually, yeah. You're, it, they're not kind of like exploiting people's He addressed that. Them. I had yeah. to address that during the Twickenham gig. He was like, because I think, I'm guessing it never really quite goes away, that feeling of we can't believe how many people yeah. couldn't see. And he, generally seemed quite blown away as they did, as he does because he's Hetfield and he's the best yeah <laughs> but he also said like he understands it's not cheap to come and see Metallica yeah. and that he really appreciates that people have chosen to spend their money to come see them and I think this, again because the stage production there's no way that's a cheap show no uh, no they really I felt well I felt like a one's worth because it's Metallica but yeah like they're just crazy like during Moth Moth into Flame they obviously didn't do the drone thing but they um, had a continued flame wall going back and forth in front of Lars's drum kit for the whole song with, yeah. with jet bursts coming up. And the one time the big flames came up and we could feel the heat from like halfway back. Yeah, Jesus. So I can't imagine what it was like on stage. Yeah. Um, that was really good. Yeah, the new stuff's really good. They did about four songs off the new album. Yeah, cool. they didn't do... As, they, they did a few more when I saw them, but I guess the album had just come out and it surprised me how much new stuff they, they'd done. But I think that shows a confidence in the material. And I like it when... And you got a tour the album that you selling yeah, it fits exactly. in as well but yeah. it doesn't stand out yeah but like when they did well when they did when they did the St. Anger tour they were literally just like shitting out like two or three songs as quick as they could and getting it out of the way whereas on the last two album tours it feels like they've been like yeah you know we we feel confident about this album <laughs> this is better than the last one, <laughs> is, the last one? <laughs> is there any songs you haven't seen them do but you'd want them to because I haven't seen them do Damage Inc okay um, yeah uh, I've never seen them do Dyer's Eve oh I have which I would love. It uh, ended the Sonic Fist set I saw them with that. Yeah, okay. we had for car, but I could still find And it. I've not great. seen them do Unjustice for All the title track as well. Oh, mm. we did that the one we. Yeah, yeah. Went so, to just like, just yeah. look at the draw. I've, did, like, I've seen them do some deep. But that's cuts. the thing, there's always going to be something. Yeah, but I've seen them do like No Remorse from Kill Em All. Yeah, that's and, cool. Yeah. Uh, I've seen them do all of Master of Pups. I've seen them do Orion Live, and I've seen yeah. them do Disposable Heroes and Left Yeah, so they did Orion. Yeah, and Disposable Heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I must have seen, I must have heard everything from Ride the Lightning apart from Escape at this point. I've seen him do Traps Under Ice and cool. Fire with Fire. I don't fire. think I've seen him do Traps Under Ice. Um, well, so I've seen I just want to see him do Ride the Lightning. It was great. Yeah. 
Um, I wasn't expecting. I got so excited. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was because I was actually thinking about this um, after the show. I mean, you know, for all the times I've seen them, like I'm almost at the point now where I've pretty much heard everything from the first four hours, four or five albums. Cool. Yeah. Um, also, nice touch for 1.8 because Lars is at the back, obviously, in his drum kit. Uh, it just moved him forward to another drum kit, so he was much more up front and on stage yeah. with the crowd, which I thought was quite a nice touch. He definitely touch. hates being at the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was quite a nice touch to be able to just get him mixed up a bit. Yeah, well. yeah. it's like um, Dave McLean, formerly of Machine Head, uh, where he, like, he plays with his drums and his kit is so low down. And it's like, well, why, why do you play like that? It's like, because I want to see everyone, <laughs> like, yeah. see what's it's, going on. And it's a weird thing as well to play like that super flat obviously yeah. every drummer has completely different angles mm. yeah but his is just completely you want to be like the guy from Korn who has to get, har- get on a harness <laughs> and drop into oh, his yeah. drum set <laughs> like Korn one of the least like drum technical bands yeah. on the planet um, they've got a new song by the way so you guys heard it yet no is it any mm. good some people seem to be quite into it it sounds like old Korn I think with Korn like, I, they're a bit inconsistent for me some stuff sounds really good still even the newer yeah. stuff and some of it just doesn't do anything for me yeah I just never really got into them. I do love their um, Unplugged album. Yes, I've never it's heard really that. good. Because they, they really experiment with like sounds and textures, but like mm. being created live. So there's, a, there's an instrument that basically like rings out glasses of water. So you yeah. get that kind of like... Oh, yeah. Thing. <laughs> and just seeing that all done live and acoustically is amazing. That's yeah, I've got a real soft spot for corn. Like, yeah. Some of the stuff I don't like, the newer stuff, but... Mm. Still, I really like that Mad album. Was it in, uh, their fifth Untouchables. album? Untouchables. Yeah, has the craziest sounding production. I think we talked about it before. Has <laughs> the craziest sounding production. Well, I think it cost like a million dollars or something. You're in luck because Suicide Silence have covered them. They recently. have. Yeah. Really? Hmm. Was it here to stay? They covered. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Huh. I could be. I could be completely wrong uh, on that. Hmm. Yeah. Not listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I've tried listening to Suicide Silence before, and it's just never clicked for me. I've yeah. just never been a big deathcore fan. Yeah. In general. Like I was listening on the walk uh, to meet you guys. I was listening to there's like one White Chapel song I like. Okay, yeah, yeah. Called <clears throat> "The Saw Is the Law," um, oh, which yeah. is a stupid name, but it's a really good I'm, song. We kind of like that. Yeah, name. yeah. Um, that feels like such an old school thrash name. It yeah. really does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but uh, I was like, God, that, this song is amazing. Just to more White Chapel. I put on some more White Chapel. I was like, No, nah, nah, okay. Not <laughs> just this one song will do. Um, but yeah, after Metallica as well, like uh, oh, Bacasa were really good as well. Oh yes, I miss them. Yeah, they're a support band. Bacasa, okay. B O K K A S A, I think. I think they're a band that Lars just heard and really dug. So because don't, don't they do that quite a lot? Because Lars is pretty in touch with yeah stuff that's mm. kind of happening. At the yeah, moment, yeah, right? I think um, yeah, they sound a bit like Cavell Attack. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. They, I was really they, impressed with them. They're really. Really good fit for Cavill Attack. Both are coming back to Bristol doing their own tour. Oh, nice! Playing, I think either the Fleece or the Exchange. So we should that's wicked. Them. The Fleece or the Exchange. It's one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's both excellent venues. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, because and the uh, Ghosts were incredible, but like <laughs> we haven't even spoke about. Yeah, yeah. Ghosts. One of my favorite. We've done a whole episode on them, and I'd forgotten I'd seen them because I'd seen Metallica <laughs> like an hour yeah. later. Um, Ghosts were great. Like they, it's a bit weird seeing them in the cold light of day. Yeah. Um that was a bit strange, but they had a nice little stage set up. Um they they brought a bit of their production. Uh they kind of had like the stained glass window backdop cool. and they had some pyro as well. And Papa Nihil. And Papa Nihil. So they this, they, is, this is the new the, so Cardinal Copia. Right. That's his current persona. That's Tobias Forge's current persona. Papa Nihil is like the he's oh, is the, he guy, the old 
the, yeah, like, who does the souls? Who does the yeah. saxophone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's it. yeah, yeah. So they 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 were used that hour very well. But it was nothing but like the heavier rocking songs. Cool. But, yeah, they did Miasma as well, and like they had the saxophone Brilliant. solo. Um, yeah, they ended with Square Hammer. It opened oh, Rats, cool. You know, had also Faith as well. Um, there was uh, Dance Macabre, like. Uh, everything you'd expect, yeah. Pinnacle to the Pit, you know, Cerise. Like it was, it was great. Year Zero, they sounded yeah, cool. awesome. I think if you haven't, because my dad and my brother weren't too familiar with Ghost, but I played them quite a bit of it because they into Metallic River, and I went up with him. Uh, I think yeah, once you see, them, they have a good time. They loved it. it yeah, my, like my brother turned around. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> key seventeen, it blew his mind and my dad's mind actually. But um, uh, yeah, I think Ghost sort of everything clicks when you see them perform live as well. If you're not too sure about them on record. I mean, you should be because they're great, but once you see them live, it all clicks and the pieces fit together, and you sort of get an idea. It's, they're kind of like a, a multimedia experience, aren't they? Like you've you've got the music and everything, but I think the aesthetic and the show and everything yeah, is so much is fun. A bigger part of it. Yeah, they're a really good fit for Metallica as well. I think just, that's an insane lineup. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So that's stupidly good. Yeah, it was it was just a fantastic show. Um, I've got I, a sick T-shirt with a wolf on it as well. So. He does. Of, of Wolf and Dan. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. Nailed it. Nice. Um, I was really happy when, <laughs> like, uh, when uh, your dad went to the toilet, then we were like, Sean, get you a drink, mate. It's yeah, yeah. We've got to get you a beer. Get you a cider. Yeah. Uh, well, we got him a Coca-Cola and winked at him. Yeah. <laughs> Not my dad would have minded anything. Yes. But, <laughs> yeah. um, they, they had, like, <laughs> yeah. I spammed all over my Instagram feed, but they had these... Oh, uh, oh we made it onto uh, Metallica's Instagram feed as well. Yeah, yeah we did. That was cool. Um, That's <laughs> But I, uh, I, they had these, uh, all the cups there basically said, like, Metallica and Beer for All on them. Yeah. Which, yeah, got... In the Justice right. In the Justice yeah. logo. So we got a couple of those. So did you just get those if you just went and got... Yes. Yeah, it's a two pound deposit on it. So your first pint, pints were about six quid. Yep. But it was actually like Guinness and stuff like that. It wasn't. It's not like you're getting carling. Yeah. Uh, it was two pound deposit for your first cup, I mean you could just keep it or return it for the money. But mm. I love the novelty of having a Metallica cup. I mean that's awesome. It makes me really happy when I see yeah, it. I might, like, I might oh, actually bring that good. to the park with me later. Yeah. And, nice. it's, <laughs> and it's a bit more environmentally friendly. Like you're not just kind of yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, stuff. A nice, it's a nice like, little memento as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, the one thing is because I was looking at the merch, and but the queues were so big. See, I, I got in straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Because we, stall. yeah, because when when you arrived, Twicken, they had a merch stand outside, and the queue for it was ginormous. Yeah, uh, and so we just went for some drinks instead. Thought I'll go check out on the inside. Went inside, queue stands was like snaking around. It was again huge. By the time the queues died down, anything which I kind of wanted. Had been sold out. Yeah, yeah. I got lucky then. So I was yeah. gonna have a look on the website. They had the um, the birth school Metallica death hoodie, okay. which I love because I, I was saying to Dan yesterday, like I can't think of many bands where you could replace Metallica in that phrase. Like Maiden, maybe you know, birth oh, yeah. school Maiden. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But there's yeah. not many others where you could go. That's not just arrogant. That's probably true for a lot of people. Yeah, like I don't think you could have birth school Corn and death. <laughs> I think like if you're, I think you could. For a very don't niche think, bunch I don't of people. think you should. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so. I didn't see a repeat of any Metallica t-shirts. I don't think. It, it, <laughs> <Right>. Walking around, <laughs> like everyone had a different t-shirt on. It's nuts. It was incredible. We also went to another gig as well. Um, we also saw Gojira uh, last yeah. Saturday uh, up at the Birmingham Academy. Um, French. I don't know if we call them a death metal band anymore. They started off that way. Yeah. Definitely not. 
Not yeah. So I think they've gone the, the the Mastodon progression of like yes. getting more experimental and interesting, but still keeping that core yeah. feel. Really unusual band. Yeah, so yeah. unusual. Like they were playing Glastonbury yeah. uh, and they did a show in Birmingham and London just in between the Ooh. Glastonbury dates. Talking to Glastonbury, um, I think it's wicked that they've put on a metal stage now. Yeah. Because mm. it's not like they were like, oh shit, we need to appeal to a new market or anything like that because yeah. they sell out of tickets regardless. Yeah, exactly. Because obviously you don't even know what's on until no. you do it. So I think it's really nice that they're just kind of including... Exactly. This. It's yeah. nice because yeah, we've had the old one like Metallica obviously headlined and yeah. stuff like that but it's quite nice. Like Baby Metal played. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Venom Prison yeah. as well. And uh, yeah, there's a few others, isn't they? I don't know if you call them a metal band anymore but Bring Me played as well. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. makes that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that makes yeah. sense, yeah. It's cool. It's good to see. Yeah, Skunk Anansi headlined. I mean... Uh, back in the nineties, yeah, because uh, okay. Stormy, Stormzy, they were an awesome Stormzy. band. Those yeah, yeah, they, they're, they're really doing like reading. a big like twenty, oh, really? 25th anniversary tour at the moment. Oh. Yeah, people like, that like them love them. They're really, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, they, yeah, because he was talking about how he's like, oh, first uh, black British artist to headline Glastonbury, and Skin Connect, Skin Connect was like. Um, did it oh, yeah, like twenty yeah. years ago? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he said solo. So well, yeah, 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 he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we went to see Gojira on one of their off dates, I guess, or between Glastonbury. Really, if anything, Glastonbury was the exception. But uh, when they came, it was up at the Birmingham O2 Academy, which I just want to say as a venue, I absolutely hate. Maybe more than the <laughs> Bristol Academy. There's a there's a theme with a certain string of venues yeah, that we're right. not having a great time with, right? Yeah. For all of the money they've got, they don't really do much to actually improve those venues. I like no. the Birmingham one from where I was stood, but I also didn't get any drinks because the bar management was terrible. Yeah. Okay. So I just didn't bother drinking. I yeah. like, I'm not doing yeah. that. It, I, I felt I empathised with the staff because it was the hottest day of the year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was absolutely disgustingly boiling. Them, yeah. Yeah. But I was... managed to find a sweet spot underneath the aircon, otherwise. Oh. And I kept there the whole yeah, time because it would have been unbearable. I'm yeah. a sweaty man at the best of times. So it would have been, <laughs> been unbearable. I'd have lost like, half my body weight. For... <laughs> yeah, But it was, uh, it was absolutely... Gross. I mean, God, I didn't really. But Gojira yeah. were really fantastic. <laughs> they were incredible, yeah. Um, it was, it was Rolo Tomasi supporting them, which is a band I've never really liked. Um, I always thought they were a bit gimmicky. Um, yeah. They're, they're one of those bands which you can tell listen to a lot of Mr. Bungle and Dillinger. And like, they obviously liked the randomness of it, but never got quite what held it all together. Yeah, okay. But they were much better live, and I think... Yeah, they, they made they, a bit more sense live. Yeah, I and I think as a band, they've kind of grown And they're really involved. good musicians yeah, as well. I think like, yeah, they sounded great. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was genuinely impressed by them, and um, my uh, my bird Steve uh, from the band The Road uh, basically said, yeah, check out their latest album, because they've really come into their own sort of sound. Oh, now. that's cool. I'll have to yeah. do that. Um, also, shout out to my bird Steve. Uh, so we went up for a friend's birthday, really, as like a part of celebration for her. And uh, Steve, who is her boyfriend, is he's a drummer for a band called The Road. Uh, he basically stayed sober and drove us there and back oh, again. Oh, legend. Which was absolutely amazing, yeah. Uh, and nice. he played us um, a test pressing of his band's new album. Oh, cool. Which sounded absolutely huge, so I'm very excited cool. for, for that. And we'll, when it comes out and when we've been set up, we should get him on to have a chat because he's he, lo- he loves his music. He's got yeah. an ability to... If ever there's a band that he's into and wants to talk about or like talk to you about them, you will suddenly come away thinking, this sounds like the most exciting band I've ever heard. But yeah, uh, uh, kudos to him. His new album sounds huge as well. Like he was talking about in the car and he was like, um, and being like, I guess like the showman or whatever, he was like, we listened to how heavy the riffs were. And it's like, God, I don't know how he does it with uh, 
just uh, one guitar just makes it sound so huge. I was like, yeah, what's he doing? He's like, he's just plugging into two amps. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, because you're absolutely incredible. So yeah, I was having, like, we're a French death metal band. I would say like M- Morbid Angel, like a huge influence on them. If you ever listen to like Where the Slime Lives by Morbid Angel, it's basically like a proto Gorgera song. Right, okay. It's got like, that groove and the way the kick drums work uh, with the, like, the rhythm of the guitar. Um, I was gonna say the rhythm of the night, <laughs> uh, and they used to sing a lot about like lots of very environmentally conscious lyrics, lots yes. of about like sustainability yeah. things like global warming, global warming, yeah, yeah, precisely. Uh, they used to turn it into these big conceptual pieces, um, but they, I would say after watching Metallica, like the frontman for that band, he does have a bit of the Hetfield swagger yep. to him, hundred percent, yeah, cool. yeah. They've toured with Metallica as yes. well, and you can almost see sometimes a back. I've seen Gojira a whole bunch of times but I've seen them before they played Metallica and after they played Metallica and you do get some swagger in your step I mean this is a thing that a lot of bands have spoke about like Mm. um, Trivium obviously touring with Metallica after Ascendancy was a game changer sevenfold as well sevenfold and every one of these bands has said like it's just the best learning curve Mm. because you've got you know you you have to up your game so hard and you've got the best role models to do that in front of you every single night yeah you learn how things run backstage for them because you know if you're a newer band, your backstage uh, stuff isn't going to be as slick. No, it's not at all. When you've got a band that's been doing it for thirty years, yeah, with the production that huge as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, when you've got a lot more to do, it's a well-oiled machine. It's, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, I was watching an interview with uh, Jesse and Howard from Killswitch yeah. talking about the new album, <coughs> and uh, they were talking about what's it like playing with like Swatting Iron Maiden, and they were like tough as hell. Yeah. But obviously they were really nice dudes. But the one thing that Jesse took away from it was like, okay, cool, I have to be bigger and more emotive as a front man. Because uh, you look at what Bruce does and the way yeah. he moves on stage. Yeah. But because of that, he's connecting with every single person in the audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, he sat down. Stood yeah, up precisely. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the one thing I could take away from having seen Gojira play upstairs at the O2 in Bristol. Uh, which, that's nuts. Which is my favourite show I've ever been to, period. Cool. Um, seeing them... It festivals stuff like that and just the way they've grown as a band the way they carry themselves on stage they just seem they they've grown into the band that deserves to be headlining these tours and headlining festivals and things and like that with the changes to their sound as well they've really kept like an artistic integrity with it yeah completely. it doesn't feel like they've kind of tried to commercialise it or anything no, like no, that it really no. does feel like they've evolved it's all very natural and, yeah. I, I feel like they've just streamlined it their yeah. stage show was yeah. excellent as their well. Their arms cool. get yeah, their arms get shorter if they've got shorter each time. But that's good because some of their arms are so long and so dense that it yeah. usually takes me two goes to get through all of them. Even yeah. though I love it's it. It's a lot, like, isn't it? Like got like from Mars Serious is amazing, but that album is like seventy something minutes of just non stop heavy music. The last one was the gateway for me. Yeah. That was when I was like, Oh, okay, I get this now. It, yeah. It's then way more accessible. Once you go for that one, you just you just need to go yeah. back. You just need to go yeah, start in Magma, which every time <laughs> I think I always want to say magma, magma, <laughs> magma, <laughs> uh, and then you want to go back to uh, Lafont uh, Savage, the mm-hmm. Wild Child, uh, and then Wave or Flesh, and then Master Serious. I would say, like, just make your way back. Yeah. And each al- each previous album will make more sense yeah. from the more recent one. Uh, but yeah, they because they're not what I would say like a big production band. But again, they've kind of stepped up. They had like these big screens with like fantastic imagery and stuff like that on it because they are a very conceptual band yeah. it was nice to actually see that represented not just in like the crushing heaviness of the music like art house also the visual. yeah exactly yeah. yeah also their t-shirt selection was incredible already well designed but also 
the softest t-shirt I've ever got. <laughs> I didn't buy one, but you were telling me. I, I got one, and as soon as I grabbed it, I was like, oh my God, I was like, Becky, stay, Steve, feel this t-shirt, feel this. Oh, and they're like, oh my God, this is so... Oh, and I was like, I don't even know if I want to wear it, it's just so soft. <laughs> um, and I checked, and it like looked, and I was like, what, who, what brand is this? No brand in there. Definitely wasn't Fruit of the Loom or like oh, no. Gildane. Yeah, <laughs> like pre-shrunk. Jesus Christ. But um, yeah, I was like, it's like it's it's now my favorite T-shirt. <laughs> Pre-shrunk, forever the roughest T-shirt. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know how they've got that technology <laughs> to make sure that no matter how many times you wash it, it stays sandpaper crisp. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when I got that um, poison T-shirt, that really yeah. bad poison T-shirt, oh, yeah. and like I still got it, but I had to stop wearing it because it was genuinely painful to wear. It would shape <laughs> against my skin, against oh, like my nipples. And I thought, well, maybe I can just wear it in the gym because it fits so... It's such an ill fit of, anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely gross. Um, but yeah, Gorgira, two thumbs up. Like, absolutely incredible. And um, I hope anyone who maybe is listening who's a metalhead who got for chance to see them at Glasto did because they are such a good experience. Like, I took my old housemate who wasn't a metalhead cool. to go see them at the Upstairs Hero 2 show and he was absolutely blown away by it. And I think... If you just want to see like an incredible, if you want, you think I want to check out a heavy metal show, go see go see Gojira, cool because it's it's loud, it's aggressive, but it's like it's just it's everything you want from metal. So they are, for my money, probably one of the best live bands in metal and have been for years now. Cool, I'm so glad people have like embraced them. Mm. Yeah, like, it's nice to see. Isn't yeah, it? watching yeah. them at uh, Bloodstock a couple of years ago, they were like second headliner. But I was like, cool, these guys are going to be headlining this festival in like a year or two's time. And lo and behold, yeah, they headlined it. Cool. Like, it just felt so natural. Mm. It's fucking great. Yeah. It's it's cool, nice. Yeah. Uh, got a bit of, uh, bit of news regarding our definite non-sponsor of the show. Uh, oh, gosh, here we go. That's right, Mr. Papa John's. Um, obviously, they've had a little bit of bad PR. Yeah, over a, bit the of, last a bit of a tough years. year. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in relation to what it was all about, they needed a little bit of diversity on the board. Okay. Guess who's the new board member for Papa John's? I don't know. Shaquille O'Neal. What? What? <laughs> yep, and he owns seven stores. Oh, is he a franchisee, is he? Uh, he's, he's on uh, the board of directors. Uh, he's also going to be a spokesperson for them. And he's happy to is this be like, the face n- of Papa John's. Is this like Nike working with like Colin Kaepernick? <laughs> Apparently so. Like, <laughs> They've got yeah. Shaq instead. He, but the, the whole deal sounds really weird because um, they approached him like, yeah, we want you to be involved. And he's like, well, you need some more diversity. Yeah. Like, okay, well, why don't you join? And he's like, okay. He's like, I'll join, but I'll do you. I think he described it as a triple threat. Like, I'll invest in your stores. I'll be the spokesperson and I'll uh, join the board. Which to me sounds like they're like, cool, we would like to pay you to this job. And he's like, I'll do you one better. I'll pay you to do this job. <laughs> No, he's getting $8.25 million over three years. He's <laughs> definitely being paid for it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good job, Shaq. Yeah. And he's, he's invested in a bunch of uh, Papa John's. Also, now we know who to tweet at if we want more pizza. Right. <laughs> O'Neill has experience in the food business. He owns a Krispy Kreme Donuts franchise in Atlanta, yep. a big chicken, fast casual fried chicken joint in Las Vegas, and has Shaquille's restaurant in LA. So there you go. Perfect fit. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Good job, Shaq. There you go. Have you guys seen... The new KFC advert. No. Is there a new kernel? Yeah, no. No, no. What the fuck is that about? It makes me want to watch that film. Yeah, so it's like a... 
it's basically like the colonel is in like a car and he's driving around the neighborhood. It's like a big old like American like Cadillac. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like an old Lincoln Continental or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And he's driving around in it and he's talking about it's like got like sort of like Italian gangstery type music. No, it's literally, it's, it's the, music it's from the, literally the music from the Godfather. It's the music from the Godfather <laughs> playing. Yeah, and he's talking about like how he built this town, <laughs> like how all of these pretenders came. He's driving past like QFC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, cottage chicken or yeah, Miss Millie's and stuff like that. But you don't see the Colonel until the very end of. The yeah, movie. and he's talking like a gangster about how everyone's tried to like rip him off, but he's the original and the best. And then he, there's people like eating like their shitty chicken. And they look and they see the car go past, and somehow everyone's drawn to this car because he's got the kernel in it, and he's just talking to himself about good fried chicken. And then he gets to like the KFC, and it's like, oh, it's the original and the best. Like they've actually acknowledged the competition of like shitty uh, late night yeah, chicken. XFC. Yeah, XFC. That's amazing. Yeah. Speaking of which, even more depressing because I don't really watch much <laughs> actual TV anymore. Yeah. So I haven't seen Abbott's more, but I've started. I'm not going to go into why, but I've started watching something that's got adverts on it on ITV2. Love and Island. Who knows what it is, but um, Robert De Niro is doing adverts for, bagels. Yes. for Warburton's Bagels. Yeah. And it's really depressing. It's and he definitely doesn't need the money. So wild. Yeah. And he's basically, he's basically trying to be like um, Jimmy the Gent from Goodfellas. Yeah. So he's basically doing what Harvey Keitel did as Winston Wolf. Yeah, but he's yeah. still going. Inside Harvey yeah. Keitel's still doing that. Yeah, he does radio adverts now. I hear him in the gym every now and then. Yeah. Why is De Niro, how much money do they give De Niro to do this? I know, because I'm pretty sure he doesn't need it. Um, maybe he just really endorses the product. Maybe. Maybe he really likes bagels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah he, that's. I think he'd be into bagels. Would he be into those bagels? That's the point, yeah. Because yeah. he, if he's like lived in New York for years and years... <laughs> Like, because they say, like, yeah, that's a good New, point. New York bagels are better than like anywhere in the world, yeah. but a, a huge part of it is the, the water. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if you go get a bagel anywhere else, it's not going to taste the same. Mm-hmm. Same way that like Guinness tastes better in Ireland. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, why, why is endorsing Warburton's <laughs> bagels makes no sense? Of the fact that they drove like a dumpster truck full of money up to his up to the Tribeca Tribeca building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. I, saw, I saw the adverts in town, and I looked. I was like, "Oh, they found a guy that looks like Robert De Niro." Yeah, before I thought it has to be like a cardboard <laughs> display with these new bagels yeah. on it. Uh, didn't buy any, but uh, <laughs> come at me, Robert. Yeah, but um, not pressuring us. How into long till uh, Joe Pesci comes out the woodwork to endorse like wall sausages? Or something? Please, yeah. I would love Joe Pesci advertising yeah. wall like sausages. Jo- or Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci on like you switch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's very upsetting and weird. I don't understand it. Am I funny to you? Yeah, oh, but yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So there you go. That's the, uh, our you dose just, of yeah. fast food. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you should switch your uh, your home, your, your boiler coverage. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, real funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I amuse you. Yeah. I amuse you. Yeah. Oh, we got some pitching to do, boys. Yeah. Or like, oh, even better. Okay, cool. It would be Joe, like in the we go. in Goodfellas, where they've got the body in the back of a car. And we stop off at Joe Pesci's uh, mum's house for some food first. Yeah. yeah, it could be that, but she brings out like Aunt Bessie Yorkshire's. Perfect. Yes, nailing it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Mm. But we do see the body in yeah. the car, yeah. and everyone is very yeah. surprised with Aunt Bessie's yeah. aggressive. Well, it ends with Billy Bats getting stabbed and shot. Well, <laughs> the, the, the ending would be they open the trunk, and it's just full of. Uh, Bags of that, frozen yeah. potatoes yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, there we go. And the the mum could be Aunt Bessie. Precisely. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh, Jesus Christ. I hope it's got a painting of like the dog looking one way. <laughs> 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 it's the second time we've done 
a Goodfellas fast food crossover. So, is it good work? Yeah, could we do, I, we talked about KFC ages ago. No, it doesn't sound uh, like us. No, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's, it's very off brand. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't really know where to go from there. Yeah, uh, didn't oh, we have? Oh shit! Hang on, can you hear that? Slide it in our inbox. <laughs> so we have a fan email, which is great. Um, where, where can people email us? Fan email. Fan email. Fan email. <laughs> we have an email from a fan. Uh, Vicky, and you, if you want to send it in, it's at slowlyrock at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Please do. Woo. Uh, this one is from uh, Pat in Pennsylvania. Hey, Pat. Uh, who's very kindly emailed us before. Uh, he's the one who turned us on to... Um, Rivers of Nihil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, great. that's the gift that keeps giving. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're fantastic. And he's emailed in saying, Hey, gents, I uh, thought you might like to know Rivers and I here are playing Bristol on September yeah. 30th. Uh, also really enjoy all the new content and the Maiden podcast, Killer Stuff. Um, any chance you could do your bad album reviews again? Um, Ooh, he's he's cool. given us a few suggestions, uh, which are great because they're definitely ones I want to do. Which is Chinese democracy. Yeah, yes. that's been, that's been uh, the top of our list for so long. Shackles Revenge. <laughs> uh, Megadeth, either Risk slash Cryptic Writings or any of their early 2000s stuff. <laughs> yeah. I've never listened uh, to Cryptic Writings. That'd be a good one to do then. Okay. Yeah. I no, no, sorry, no, I have. I like Cryptic Writings. It's got Trust and She Wolf on it. I've never listened to Risk. Oh, okay. I think it's got Crush on it. Risk is the really bad one. Yeah. Cool. And then also any Man of War album. But we, want to <laughs> we, we need to talk about Man of War soon. We've got a guest for that. We've got a guest yeah. lined up. Because we Man of War. we yeah. talk about yeah. the health the good work yeah. as well. So thanks for that email. It's really nice. Thanks Cheers, so much, Pat. Pat. That's really, really cool. Let's get in touch. And yeah, it's something that we've actually been um, speaking about. We realise it's been quite a while since we've done either a great album breakdown yeah. or something from our shit list. Well, yeah. we're not going to do so much a shit list, more like... How the hell did this happen? Yeah. yeah. So we can put some real buckwad stuff in there too. Um, okay, cool. We're definitely covering Man of War soon because yep. of recent events mm-hmm. on their farewell tour. Uh, and also, I don't know what you mean because Man of War have said that they've done nothing wrong. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And also, we've been talking about cover- covering Chinese democracy for quite a while now. For maybe eight years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, that's longer than it actually took to record. So. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the reasons that we set this podcast up. Yeah, pretty much. It was exclusively <laughs> to talk about Chinese democracy. <laughs> So, seeing as Guns N' Roses... Even the name, Chinese Democracy. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Seeing as Guns N' Roses are recording new material as we speak, apparently, yeah. I reckon it's pr- time to dust off... Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, mm. it's time to dust off Chinese Democracy, I reckon. Yeah, and I think we've we've got plenty lined up in way of bad arms, but we will definitely be looking to do that again. And if there is anything else that you do want to get in touch about, um, please do. You can contact us via email at slowlyrock at gmail.com. We are on Instagram at slowlyrockpodcast. We're on Facebook and Twitter at slowlyrock. Get in touch. Tell us what you want to hear. Um, we will read out any reader mail. Well, we'll try. <laughs> yeah. Unless, unless you put, if there's anything horrifically obscene in there, we might pass. We mm. might not. Try us. Yeah. Cool. I just want to leave you guys with a question, which a friend of mine asked me, um, Steve, in fact, of The Road, asked me on Saturday. And he was asked, do you think Cemetery Gates by Pantera, if you think about it, is it actually a good song? What? Yes. Is it... <laughs> what? Dan. Uh, I haven't listened to it in a very long time. Maybe go back and listen to it again. Why? Go on. Why? I couldn't... Are you, did, can we, can did... we pause this and listen to it? Yeah. Uh, and yes. then finish recording? Yes. Yeah. We'll be right back. And we're back. 
I think it is a good song. It's definitely great. It's a good it's song. Yeah, really, it's really, really great. To, I'm going to have to politely disagree here. I haven't listened to it in a long time. It's very cheesy, but I, I like it I think that's what lot. it is. It's so out of character for everything Pantera. But also, done. it's absolutely not. Because if you think this is the first album since, what, uh, was it Sounds in the Jungle? Or Pro- oh, uh, Pow- Power Metal was the first Phil album. That was still, they were still like a glam band. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of glam also, I really love the name Projects in the Jungle. Like, Projects in the Jungle? <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? Is it like deforestation or something? I don't know. Are we talking about Contras? <laughs> um, we need to do... In fact, actually, talking of bad albums, we need to do, like, old Pantera. Yeah, I wouldn't mind sure. listening to Power Metal, maybe. Yeah. The first Phil album. I mean, they've got a track called Nothing On But The Radio, and that's, that's <laughs> the fucking best. <laughs> I, I think... Okay, so things like Cemetery Gates. Sounds like a Tom Jones title song. (laughs) (laughs) Cemetery Gates is cheesy as fuck. Yes. It really is. And because it's so... The emotion in it is... It's... I don't don't know if it's like either too hot on sleeve to the point where it almost seems a little insincere. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so different vocally for Phil as well. Yeah. But Uh, not... mm, But not... Before that album. Yeah. But it's... Even when, it's different to where they went. It's def- different. To, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, also, I think it's because, like, for so many uh, metalheads, like, as soon as it comes on, they probably like go do a shot and start screaming "Dimebag." Yeah, yeah. And like, it's, it's like for them, like, it's the equivalent of say, like, a whiter shade of pale. Or something. <laughs> oh, Dimebag's playing on it. It's but just yeah. No, I think I think Symmetry Gates is a good song, but it does sound like a cheesy power metal ballad. Do I believe? Which is what it is. Do I believe inspired it as well? I what? think I'm right in saying this. Mm-hmm. I think it's found Salmo um, was at a funeral for a friend or family or something, um, and he just got really fixated on the cemetery gates on the, <laughs> on the priest, like talking about this person. Oh, really? Um, and he was just kind of fascinated. This guy was doing, you know, really getting into it and discussing this person that he knew very well, mm. and that this guy does not know them at all, and that this is just another day at the office for him. Yeah. And it's all that thing about, like, when you see the look in his eyes, that it's just, like, going to work. Yeah. And it's some, yeah. something super, super emotional for everyone there. And there's someone that's completely disconnected to it leading it. Yeah. Which I thought was, I thought interesting, was really interesting. It? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's but, definitely but a really good deep, song. So Phil Anselmo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to polite. Uh, Joe, uh, when he comes on, he can, he can state his case. All right, yeah, fine. Yeah, we'll bring him on and he can discuss it. We'll do that. Yeah. Is, is Cemetery Gates a good song? Let us know. Yeah, let, let us know. know. Yeah, see what but you think. Yeah. Until then, thank you so much for joining us on yeah. another episode of Slow We Rock. Mm. We love you. We love you, dude. We do. Yeah. Thanks we for do. listening. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Yeah. 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 Yeah.